Lil Pump, even yeah. Lil Dicky, like their name just is kind of like out of the ordinary, but they're still making like, I mean, not Lil Pump, but people yeah. like, haha, <laughs> 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 no cap, no cap, yo, what's good is 3D. Yo, and it's Kosh. Yes, sir. Melodic Mondays. You can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you tune on Anchor or any podcast platform, we appreciate you. Yo, today we have some very special guests. We have Wavy McGrady. Say what's up to everyone, Wavy. Howdy, gang. How y'all doing? <laughs> We're doing great today, man. Um, Wavy, you're from which part of Connecticut again? Um, Glastonbury. For- I'm right outside like Hartford and Manchester, East Hartford, like right in that little spot. Gotcha, gotcha. Very humble spark part of Connecticut. You guys should definitely go out there. Um, definitely treat that place nice. You know, that's Wavy's town. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But besides that, just to start it off, Wavy, um, what's the story behind Wavy McGrady? Sort of like that. Well, I um I don't know. I started I was listening to, I mean, obviously I was like into music when I was a younger younger kid and then kinda kinda got into high school and was messing around more, playing instruments and all that and then Around like junior year of high school, I started to like really like I, I got like a like garage band or something like that, you know, and was starting to like make beats and stuff. And then I started to rap and started to do stuff with my friends and like for my friends. And then like around senior year, they my friends finally were like, dude, you got to just like put this out, put this out on SoundCloud so we can listen to it like just you don't, you don't even have to like tell people about it we you just put it out and so we can listen because they they really like the stuff that i was making and then um ever since then i did that and then they kind of took it upon themselves to tell like the whole school so I, that was kind of like really really nerve-wracking for me and then ever since then it's all just been you know kind of just the way it goes been making music since then i'm now a junior in college uh and yeah wow time's flying i guess it's already been like three years of like seriously doing it. Bro, the way that I see you set yourself up looks like you're already like six years deep. I didn't be I didn't be <laughs> assume you were a junior. I was I was thinking that you're um college grad or something like that already. Oh really? Yeah, man. <clears throat> so That's awesome. let me let me ask you this too. Like what how does your alias correlate to the music you put out? Like let me get like a little origin story behind the the alias too. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't really told like anybody the origin story of my name i like to keep that a mystery oh okay but, okay if you want but, to keep a mystery oh yeah okay. but i'll but i'll tell you i'm glad i went with wavy mcgrady because it's kind of like it's kind of ambiguous i would say to like the music i make so you don't really know if i do like rap or like indie stuff or whatever i started off with that mm, i like, like that only rap um, I like that. and i was going to make my name um <laughs> i had two i had two options they both sound so whack but um, the first one was Roy G. Biv, <laughs> like, you know, like red, orange, yellow, green. green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was just like, oh, that'd be cool. And I was really glad I didn't go with that. The second one, which is a little bit more tight, but it's still whack is um, Chef Boy R.D. Okay. Like, okay. like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, feel you. I feel you. It's I, I hear I hear the whackness. But then again, it's like. You could hey, if six nine could survive, yeah. people like low low pump could survive. Then it, there's 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 something for the boy RD could yeah, most yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's actually funny. Yeah, well, I'm definitely glad I didn't go with those though. But I think it's cool too because people will like ask me if like you look like a wavy. Like, is that your real name? I'm like, no, but that's actually really cool that you think that. <laughs> that that is funny. At first, I was thinking you gave me more like funkadelic vibes, but yeah, I've been working of... on funk stuff, which is kind of fun. Like that's that's neat. No, yeah, that's that's that's, that's no, nah, that's what's up. I definitely love your alias. Um, and you mentioned what was the first one you were gonna go with? Roy G. Biv. I'm not gonna lie. I, it does sound corny, but if you went with that, I still would have supported because if, like Josh said, dudes like Lil Pump, even yeah. Lil Dicky, like their name just is kind of like out of the ordinary, but they're still making like, I mean, not Lil Pump, but people yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people like Lil Dicky, they're still making good music. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I, I would I, I, I still would have supported it low key. Yeah. Roy G could have yeah. been kind of hard. Like if I was just like. Like maybe if I even shortened it to just Roy G, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah. Chef Boy RD was just like kind of bound to. That was just like such a SoundCloud rapper name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wanna, was... I wanna, uh, I, I still wanna elaborate on, you know, I wanna talk about your why. So you mentioned 
you know, you you've been involved with the the music life as yeah. a kid, and your friends kind of motivated you to make music, so to speak. But what why why do you make music? Why? What is your why? Um, honestly, I I kind of say this in like some of my like new songs that I'm finishing up right now to put out later on, but it's honestly just really therapeutic for me. And it's like, I can be like really stressed out or in a bad mood or just having a bad day or something. And I'll just like sit down and do it. Not because I really feel like I have to, but just because I just want to, you know, it's like, it's obviously just a passion of mine. Like at the end of the day, I'm trying to make it my career, but it's still something that isn't like a chore. So I just kind of do it to get stuff out. And I think it's cool too, because um, there's been like a lot of feelings that I've felt in the past, you know, that like you can only go so far with words. And then like yeah. from then on, like I make all my beats and everything. I do it all from scratch. Like all of it through and through is, is me. So I think that that's like just the best way for me to do it. Cause I make the beat and then I make the lyrics and everything. And, I, and I'll just do something like that. And then honestly I get up and I'm like, I feel like I just like someone just took that like it's a new day you know like i just totally feel like refreshed so i feel like that's kind of my inspiration plus it's just fun like i just like doing it and right um but yeah right. it's also like do you, mental it's like do you dope. do you get that therapeutic um feeling when you're making the song or do you get that feeling after you made the song and you heard it uh for the first time so what's that yeah yeah i i would say during it like when i'm when i'm making it it's all really fast and um kind of spur of the moment so um i guess it's both anyways because then afterwards like i'll i'll make a i'll make a like a type of beat or something like that or i'll make the beat like all the parts that'll be in the song and then i spread it out you know and just like space it out mm -hmm. um and then i'll put lyrics to it if i can think of lyrics at the time or if not i just maybe do another one i just like scrap that keep it in the archives and and try again with something else until i really start like um vibing with it but then the next time I hear it, it's like I totally forgot what I made and like I'll forget the lyrics and everything like that because it's so spur of the moment. So um, then, too, that's like kind of therapeutic, too. Um, so it is like both because I, I hear it and it's like a new song that I had never heard before, but it's me. So that's kind of tight. Mm, that, that is tight. Um, looking at your discography, Wavy, I feel like you have at least mm, like 100 plus songs in the vault right now. Yeah, I, I like I have a lot of songs, but they're not done. So that's like the yeah. that's like the thing where honestly, like I have a bunch of songs out right now. Um, I have songs that are finished that I don't put out or close to finished that I haven't put out just because I don't feel like it really matches with like the vibe that I have on like a certain like album or EP or something like that, you know. But I do have a lot that I'm sitting on and just waiting for it to kind of like for me to, to, it's almost like, I feel like some stuff I, it's really good and I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like crappier songs. So I, I'm just, now I'm kind of waiting for like the higher quality songs to start being made. And then I'm right now, like I'm finishing up a project that I thought was cool. It's called brain massage and it's just brain like massage. super, yeah. It's just like super chill. Like that's a tough of, name, bro. That's a tough name. <laughs> Thanks. I'm I like to hold you. I've, I loved it because it would be kind of the thing where like I'm with my friends, you know, and we're just like chilling and maybe a little intoxicated in some sorts of ways and uh, like put that on. And it literally just is like so just like it massages your brain, I feel like. So I was like, that'd be, that's a sweet name. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm guessing that's a 2021 track, right? Uh, yes. Project, yes. Yep. 2021 project. Bet. let yeah. me ask you this, Wavy. Um, <clears throat> so... I Listening to your songs, I heard a lot of different um, genres, different um, just feelings here and there. Let me ask, what genre of music do you put yourself in? Like, describe that Wavy McGrady sound. I don't know, man. I would probably say, oh, brother. It kind of changes per, like, record I do. So yeah. I feel like if I were to just do any, I'd just do indie because it's, like, independent, you know? And yeah kind of going with the flow but i would say if you asked me that question two years ago i would be rap if you asked me last year i'd probably say pop and right now i'm saying indie um and it's definitely the way it's been going where i'm right now i'm into more like 
playing like before doing a lot of rap and artificial sounds through beats and stuff like that and then i started to venture into like um less rap and more like singy rap or like you know like pop music with like yeah. you know stuff like that and now i'm really into like being able to make songs and play them live with my band so that's kind of what i'm focusing on now is like like a lot of guitar and um just like things you could play easily live that's true that's true that is <clears throat> That's really dope. Um, I like seeing that type of thing as well, like live, live orchestrated music, even to the extent where people would create live music for um, a more electric song. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, I think right. Audio Mac has done it before with um, Roddy Rich, um, yeah. Chief Keep in the past, that live orchestrated like trap music. Yes. And stuff. Yeah, I saw the Roddy um, Rich one. That was really, I didn't know he could play piano like that. Yo, that oh, talented fellow, bro. Yeah. Oh my yeah, that's, god. That's, I really have I think it's really dope when um like <clears throat> rap artists like they seem like they kind of know what they're like what's behind like the lyrics, you know, like if they seem like they can do some producing and all that, I'm definitely like, mm -hmm. oh that's tight. Like you don't see that too often. Yeah. Um, so okay, boom. If someone were to ask you, Wavy, like, um, Wavy, I want to be part of your genre. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Say you're like you're the forefather of a new upcoming <laughs> genre. <laughs> what yeah, would the name of that genre be? Oh man, the name of the genre. Ooh, damn! I wish I would have told me this before. I could have thought about this one for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, there is no study guide. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I would honestly just say something sort of like um, I don't know why, but space is coming to my mind right now. Okay, and I would say space. Vibe, space, space vibe. vibe. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's just sort of um, I don't know. I guess it, it's so open. Like it's so open. Yeah, you could jump yeah. into different avenues of music. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like stuff that's yeah. sort of like it's easy listening. I would say like my music. I mean, I guess I'm biased, but I think like it's not. You don't really have to like listen too hard for stuff. I, I think it's just like on the surface sounds kind of cool, which I think is cool because yeah, there's there's I, some artists you know that we are like. You have to like really listen intensely to be like, oh, that was like, that was crazy that they did that. I just feel like I'm too simple. Like I was talking to this kid who's like a jazz, like pianist and, and drummer and everything, like super, super knowledge in, in music theory. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how he really struggles with songwriting because he knows like all these extensions to chords and all these like crazy stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't know anything. And that like limits me a lot in a good way because I just like, have you know kind of like a small bag to pick out of for like a chord you know like a chord yeah. that i know i'm like well here we go there's this one this one line it up this way and boom there's that there's that track and i feel like that's kind of almost a blessing because some people just are so smart and they know so much about music where i'm just like whatever whatever sounds good i'm just <laughs> just kind of doing no. it with <laughs> i hear you i hear you yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this kind of segues to the next question I'm going to ask you because I, I, I could tell that you're very versatile in the music process and you're, you're a musician, you're a producer. What is it like mm -hmm. playing both musician and the producer role? Oh, I love it. I don't really know if I could do it any other way. Like, especially, I know like a, I've talked to some people about features and stuff like that and I really like featuring on other people's songs because like once they've already put a verse down, because then I kind of work off whatever they're saying. And I think it's fun to like write a verse. That's a story that complements theirs. Mm -hmm. you know, it's really easy to come up with stuff that way. But I couldn't really do that with like full time, you know, like if I was like using someone else's beat and everything, I just like having the customization of um, like making my own everything and then being able to tweak it how I want. And then I can come back to it and rearrange parts of the song or something or add in a weird part. And, uh, yeah, I just don't really think I'd be able to be as creative and like, uh, what's the word? Like individual, I guess, if I were to be not a producer in the yeah. Do you, so do you find it convenient to produce your own music? Cause you're, you're mostly like in control of your, your art. Mm -hmm. So it's like you make your music and you, you know how it's supposed to sound. Like, do you find it convenient or what's the, what's the update on that? Yeah, uh, it definitely is. It's more convenient. It's cheaper because I don't have to pay anybody to do anything, <laughs> to buy, which is like also a big thing because I'm just like the biggest cheapskate you'd ever meet. So <laughs> that was kind of like the reason why, because I was like, people were 
when I first started off, I saw that people were like, oh, like I'll, I'll master your song for 20 bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I want to make more than one song. So you'd have to do that for all of them. And I was like, what if someone else can learn it? Like, why can't I? So mm-hmm. it's been a long road to, to like the producing is really difficult. Like it's just, there's just so many little nuances to the, to the craft, you know? So I'm, I'm like, I'm literally just a step into it and it's a whole massive game, but um, I'm trying my best and it's really fun to like kind of feel myself progressing as a producer and a, and a writer, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Take control of your own creativity. And although you're the head honcho of, you know, producing your music, do you ever produce for other artists? Um, I, yeah, I have sometimes, but honestly, people don't really ask me to produce. They ask me more for, cause a lot of people that I know kind of do the same thing that mm-hmm. do music, um, oh, okay. or others just kind of, they're not like as serious about it. So they'll just like do it and put it on SoundCloud and they don't care that much to like, really like have me produce it. Um, but I have done it a couple times, you know, like it's just like a cool, like 20 bucks or something like that. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do it for sure. Um, but it is really fun to do that because it's just like everything's different when it's not your own stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. you just hear different. You can add a, a little bit of your sauce. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done that mm-hmm. before and people have gone, like I did it for the band that I play with right now a long time ago. They asked me to do like production for them. And I went like one way with it that they weren't like looking for. But honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't even really care because I just, I did it and I had fun and they were like, yeah, I actually like this version better. I was like, cool, man, whatever, like works for me, but it's just fun to get, your hands on some like completely fresh audio tracks and just like do your own thing with it, you know? Copy. Um, Wavy, you mentioned this band um, <clears throat> and I've seen posts as well. Can you like talk more about that? When did you first meet them? Like what part do you play in this band? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, um, we all went to high school together. Uh, I, I play with the loft. It's from a kid in my town. He has like a, a garage with like a loft above it. So then, um we were able to set up like you know drum set sound system all that stuff and throughout the years it's just grown and people that we went to high school with everything love it too so we would um first i would i would always just follow around the loft and see them play places and i thought it was dope to just watch like my peers do some live music uh and have fun you know and then and then um i started to really get into music myself and then they were like hey let's let's like do some stuff together so then I kind of like featured in their shows and now um, after some time it's kind of grown to like Wave McGrady in the loft and now me and two other kids are kind of going around Connecticut and um, like maybe some of the states around like Rhode Island, New Hampshire, stuff like that and just doing some gigs, bars, restaurants, stuff like that. So um, that's kind of what we're in right now. I play the guitar and, and vocals and then I have a bassist and a drummer. You're you you you're a bassist and a drummer. No, uh, well, I mean, kind of like oh. I do that on some songs. Like okay. we, we switch up a lot, which is really fun. But I do I do play those as well. I play a bunch of instruments. I'm mainly for the band. I'm guitar and vocals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you played a bunch of interest um instruments because some of your songs, I and like some of those songs. There's one song that has um I remember I know the sample. I've heard it. I've heard it around. Yeah. Um. It was. It's like an anime theme song, and uh, oh, rappers. Yeah. It's um. Go go outside. Go outside. Dude, yeah. You know what's funny is my life. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, that's like keep keep the excitement. Um. Towards the end, the I was like, wait, no, this piano. That sounds. That was. That's not originally the sample. I feel like yeah. Wavy did this. Yes. Is this? That's, that's wow. funny because there's been there's been times when yeah I made that I made that one myself. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, oh, there's been so many times where I do a, I make a song and I'm like, damn, this shit sounds like hot. I like this. And then <laughs> and then I'll show it to somebody like, oh, this sounds just like this. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize like, <laughs> like I accidentally just completely bite something. And it's, it's like the same. It's, I, I'm pretty sure it's a really similar chord progression to that one like anime of that. Like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same, but it's really similar. And I have yeah. the same thing with a song called, um, fuck, what's that song called? I can't remember the name. Oh, uh, it's at the end of Underwater Meadows. It was like an old SoundCloud song, but it sounds exactly like this like techno song where it's like, 
And it feels like I am just too. Oh, you're, yo, yeah, 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 I was listening to that. I was like, yo, yeah. this sounds like I think Avicii singing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, yeah. some reason for some reason, I feel like yo, this sounds like Avicii. Yeah. I, no, it's yeah. not west of Arkansas. It was something yeah. else. I can't remember. It was um, I can't remember the name right now, but yeah, yeah, was, I know what you're talking about. It's funny because like so, sometimes that just happens where someone tells you and you're like, oh no, like I I didn't even realize I just totally like used that sound, you know? Nah, yeah, that's that's really dope. Um, let me ask you, Wavy, what do you do to get inspired, bro? Like, like what do you have? What process do you have to go through? Like, is um, there like step by step? Not really. I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel really inspired. And it's like it's like not even like really inspired it's just i kind of feel like drawn to making more music like sitting down with the guitar and doing something and other times it's just like i can't get anything but if i were to say anything that inspires me it's just kind of day-to-day life um experiences or stories that i hear uh other songs that i want to i want to like make better like if i hear a song and be like oh i like what they're going with this but i feel like i can make it better this way or there's a song that i really like where i'm like i don't think i can make it that well but i'll try and do something similar to it um that's usually kind of what i do because that's like that's kind of how i started making music was like i was listening to songs and i was kind of like i feel like i could do this a little bit better like i feel like i could have made better lyrics than this person or something like that and uh yeah so that's that's really what i do nothing really i don't really have like some people have rituals or you know like they like like light some incense in their room and like you know stuff like that but i normally just kind of just tinker away I'm crying. No, I feel you. Yeah, a lot of people go through some weird ass process, like running at night or something like yeah. that, looking at the moon. Um, so like, I right, what genre of music do you feel like some of your supporters and fans will be like surprised that you listen to? Dude, I don't know because I, no, I, I really don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a battle that I have where I make a lot of different genres. So I feel like I'm, I don't want to. I feel like I lose some old fans, you know, that came for a certain sound and then they just don't really like where I'm going. Or or maybe it's just a certain project where it's like, like, you know how Young Thug made like that country album or whatever? He had like those country sounding songs. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's something like that where it's like people don't really go to Young Thug to listen to that music, you know, but like some mm-hmm. people really like it, you know. Um, yeah. But I think probably people wouldn't expect me to like, I don't like kind of like jazz, you know, like like big band jazz stuff okay yeah i have like this like goal i don't, I don't really know why but i think it would just be tight because one of my favorite albums is like this sam cook album from 1964 or 63 or something where he was live at the copacabana which was like this like jumping club in new york city mm-hmm. or miami or something i think new york city i don't even know where it was i've heard i've heard the name of it before yeah it, sounds familiar, it was yeah. it was really famous yeah and they had these big bands and then people would just go and have like dinner as well there was like a big band and a singer i think that'd be tight to do something like that again and just kind of like give like that that like dining and listening experience again because that's totally just like old school people i've never been to anything like that i think it would be cool to go to you know that sounds tough i definitely feel like you can you can definitely do that. I can hear right now, like it's live. You hear the chattering, the knives falling on the right. floor. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's like exactly that. it. Yeah. That's nope, the live nope. recording has that, and that's what gives it like that magic. That's so funny you say that because that's like my favorite part. You hear them, you hear them talking and, and like yelling to Sam Cook on the stage. It's it's awesome. I want to I want to transition to uh, a new topic. And yeah. You mentioned that you're from you know the grand old state of Connecticut. Yes, um, sir. What, what what yeah what town again? Glastonbury. Okay, awesome. Do you feel like your hometown supports that wavy McGrady sound or his music? Ooh, that's a good question. Wow, heavy hitting. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would say I would say yes. Um, but I I have seen a fall off of people who were super supportive in the beginning. Um, but then I feel like they just kind of got like bored of supporting. You know, like they I feel like they kind of like gave up on me and the dream which i don't really like i can't blame them i don't really care like if you're not going to yeah. support like you're not going to support mm-hmm. i don't want to like drag you for it yeah but, yeah um i mean i think glastonbury is still like my number one town or like city that i like top five top ten on spotify which is cool because i don't really think the younger people that i've in my town really know um, my music that much but there there have been times where like i'm in town 
I'm just doing something like going to the gas station or whatever. And someone's like, yo, are you waving? I'm like, yeah, man. Like it's, it's always like, the t- it's so cool. That's a dope feeling, right? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so wild. <laughs> but I, I, I uh, my, my fault to cut you off. My fault. Go ahead. No, I was just going to reiterate that. It just feels, it feels super cool. But yeah, I think, I think uh, for the most part, people think it's cool what I'm doing, you know? So I'm assuming, I'm assuming like, again, yeah. one factor that might be because you mentioned, uh, for example, you said Young Thug, how he's he's pretty much, uh, you know, a rapper, but he kind of twists his way to different genres. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, in a sense, you kind of did the same thing. Do you feel like that's maybe why a lot of people kind of gave up on Wavy McGrady? You know, I don't know, man, because like people, some people have heard my old songs and like one of them, I have like a couple that. I, I put out a long time ago, but still do kind of well because of like algorithms and people added them to their playlists a long time ago. And then they'll, you know, listen to the playlist now. Yeah. And I put out songs similar to that again, and it just doesn't get the same response. Like it's the same vibe, you know, of like mm-hmm. a love song or like a sort of like a techno EDM song. And it just doesn't get the same reaction. So I, th- I honestly think that and just like keeping fans, having fans, everything like that is is just got to be like a perfect storm where you mm-hmm. you talk to people, you build a relationship, and then they're more down for you to be successful and you to accomplish mm-hmm. your dreams than they are for like your music. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can be like, I like this dude a lot. This album didn't hit as well as the last one, but I still think he's cool and I would go pay for a ticket or I'll buy his merch because I want to support him. Nah, nah, I agree. I agree because yeah. I feel like as an artist, you have to do more than just make music. To grab people's attention, you cannot just make music. Yeah. You got to you got to do shows. You got to meet with these people. You got to network with other people. You got to mm-hmm. like people need to see you moving around. Yeah. If you're stuck in one point, people going to be like, "Oh, he just making music. It's fire right. though." But like they're going to get kind of lazy, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's funny yeah. to see that cuz I I've, I've felt that where I'm like I've kind of been like looking, I'm like losing followers a lot and um, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I kind of get it though, because they haven't really seen progress, especially from COVID. Like yeah. there's been no shows or anything like that that I've been able to do. So people are kind of like, all right, this guy seems like a dead end, but um, you're so right about that. And especially like, it's kind of like where, how far are you willing to go? Like some people get 69 tatted all over their body and like, you know, like <laughs> they do crazy stuff like that. And then they become like, that's what gets attention. So boom, I want to ask another uh, Connecticut question. Is Connecticut giving you the resources to become a successful artist? (sighs) I feel like for my style of music, I don't really need, like people always talk about networking and stuff like that. And I know like for the hip hop scene, it's definitely better to know, like, I feel like hip hop is, is harder to break through than kind of what I'm doing at the moment, just because there's a lot of smaller indie artists that start up and then people think like, you know, like for me, I have a lot of friends that say like, Oh dude, like there's this band in Australia that they have like 20,000 monthly listeners or, or 60,000 monthly listeners. And I'm not near there, but still, um, they, they're relatively smaller and, and they have like a, a, my friend is like a is a strong follower. So I feel like for what I'm doing right now, Connecticut doesn't really need to give me all that many resources except for like venues and stuff. But other than that, like I'd be so down to just like tour around the Northeast or tour around America in like a van and just like play shows and stuff. I think that'd be so much fun. Um, but I honestly, to answer your question, I feel like right now in this day and age, it's more about like I can do it myself at home. It's just about getting lucky with like a big break on social media or something like that, you know. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm glad you said that. A lot of artists are mentioning that word, that big break. What's your definition of a big big break, or the other term up, or any or other term that describes an artist kind of making it out? Honestly, dude, I think it's there's so many people making music now. And making so much good music, I think you just kind of got to get lucky with like a song on TikTok blowing up or mm. or like an algorithmic playlist or editorial playlist on Spotify picking up a song. And then and then that just brings more eyes, you know, and that's just really the big thing. Um, it's sort of like shooting fish in a barrel from what I know at the moment, because I've, I've reached out to these artists that I feel like are like 
like a step or two ahead of me, you know, like, like they've found the next step and they're farther in their career. Um, and they're doing tours or, or like small tours or, or like they got a lot of shows and everything like that, making money. And I've talked to them and they respond. And then every time I ask the question, like, what was the thing that like broke you out of being a small struggling artist to being where you are now? Like, was it paid advertising or was it, um, like doing more shows and getting picked up by a promoter or something like that. Like what was it? And no one ever responds. I don't get it. (laughs) Dude, they just, they'll talk to me up until that point. And then there's no response. And I'm like, I guess it's a secret. So I don't really know. I'm trying to get past that, but it's that one, it's that one thing. Can't get it. That's interesting. Um, that it's like it's like it's it's weird the way you describe it makes it sound like they all collectively um are part of a a secret society and they say yo don't let the secret sauce out (laughs) literally literally (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) but um i wanted to point out what you said um a while ago you said you were mentioning you're mentioning the different perspectives of supporters where they're at with um, with your music. And I really like that. Do you, are you like a philosophy guy? Cause you, you really <laughs> understand. Yeah. No, I, I really do believe that because you really, you really understand somehow some people are, are feeling in some sper- perspectives as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a philosophy guy, but I, I think it's cool. <laughs> I just also think like, um, I don't know. I don't want to, I always feel like I kind of sound like a fucking like hippie, you know, like just one of those, but like, I just honestly think throughout the past couple of years, I've kind of had this like enlightenment with myself and everything where I just, there's just like one um, YouTube channel that I really thought was cool. And they're also like a website, but they're called dictionary of obscure sorrows. And it explains feelings that you have um, with like a, like, it's just like a feeling that it's just, a, it explains feelings. So one of them, the word is called Mori, I think. And that and that means that everybody is their own main character in the movie. And I'm just like a background character, like an extra for a day or something like that. So that always helped me just kind of live a lot more carefree because like what if like if I trip in a restaurant or something like that, like some people it could be the end of the world because people saw them fall. But like no one's gonna remember, no one cares about you. And I feel like that feeling of nobody cares about me is sort of like uh like a feeling rather than a like a bonding one you know because it's like no one really cares so i'll just do what i want and if people like end up caring that's tight but if i expect everybody to always care then i'm just always going to be upset you know wow that's dope what's the name of the channel again thank you for putting me on yeah man dictionary of obscure sorrows they're like they're like two minute videos they're dope got you wow how would you define competition and like, is it important to you? I like these. I, it, you're, what you're asking you say? good questions. You're asking good questions. I like these. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, is it important to me? Uh, I don't know, man. Competition. I've been. Sh- I've struggled with that for a long time. You know, because it's like, there's feel like because I'm a really, really competitive person, and um, there's been certain times where I think I feel like it's just people that I think. I'm better than, or people that we might be at the same. And then I'm trying to like get more streams than men at the top, than them at the time or more followers or something like that. But I kind of dropped that like feeling because that was just like really like not good for me because there's a thing on Spotify for artists where you can check, you can type in an artist's name and see like literally a graph of you and how your streams have been daily and your listeners and everything like that. And then you type in an artist's name and it shows the direct comparison and, sh- and it like overlays their graph. And oh. I was doing that like almost daily for certain people where I was like, thought I was competing with them. And I would wow. just like be looking at them like, fuck, like they did better today. Like, fuck, like, <laughs> I, I got to step this up. And I was doing that so much. And I was just like, it was at that point I was making, I was at that point I was making a song called finishing line that I put out. I don't, I hate that song. And I did it just because it was like, I was like, okay, I think this would go over well with the audience. Like this could be my one, this could be the thing where it's like, I could see this in like, a, like it would fit in a, a Zumba room or it would fit in a party maybe, or it would fit like here. And I was just like trying to make a song like that. And then okay. like, it was terrible. Like trying to mix that song and everything. I had it for like six months of me just like, like pulling my hair out being like, I fucking hate this song, but I'm just going to like do it. Cause I was in that like state of competition sort of. And now 
I kind of let that go, I feel like. And I feel like I've been happier and making better music that way. Um, because it's more about the expression versus like competition. So competition helps, but to an extent. Yeah. That's dope. I didn't I didn't know that Spotify had that. I feel like it, yeah, man. it could be a positive and negative thing for some artists, you know. Oh, yeah. Because especially if I have like a song that gets picked up by an algorithm or something like that or put on a good playlist, then you're like you're like giddy going to type in that thing and be like, oh, hey, better than you, better than you, better than you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then if you have, if you're just like really down for a while and there's just no one, it seems like no one's listening anymore and you go in and you're just like, fuck, like this guy's just getting better and better. And there's times too where I felt like it was just kind of the competition was getting lucky and not putting in the work and stuff and the risks that I were or am. And like... I don't, that may have been true, may not have been, but it doesn't really matter in the end because like, <laughs> like people say like six, nine, like it's funny we're talking about him so much, but people say he's like stupid or, you know, but it's like, yeah. but he got himself to where he is somehow. So like he was doing something right and he was doing, and he was making sacrifices, you know, so. Nah, I, I agree. That's a, that's a powerful statement because although there's a negative connotation with six, nine, he's still up. Yeah. Like he's, I think, what it is, he feeds off of that. Like he feeds off oh, the yeah. negative, the negative, uh, all the comments and everything that yeah. people have to say about him. He uses that as motivation, and he's yeah. just he's going crazy. Um, yeah. hate him or like him, he's he's better than you financially. Like you know Literally. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So I think it, it's just a persona, bro. You just have to find that persona. Um, but personally, for me, like if I was an artist. I would want. I would personally would want a good persona because I I would want most of my fans to like me at least. Yeah. Not, everybody's not gonna like you, but at least a good majority of them. You feel me? Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't really think. I feel like for six nine two, like stuff like that isn't really sustainable. Like people are just going to end up being like, all right, I'm tired of this kind of like show. You know, like I'm tired of being like provoked by this dude. Um. So I feel like if people like that who are kind of like almost a villain in their like and their persona, like they're just troublemakers and stuff. When If they make a turnaround, then they can get really likable. But I don't really think that that's like something you could do for years and years. I don't really know of any artists that just constantly did that without any sort of like light, you know? Oh, I feel you. Like always been the villain, then they did some weird turnaround. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I, I don't really know. I don't really know of anyone. I mean, I wouldn't say Kanye. I don't think Kanye's a villain, but he just no. had like a different... He just had that, yo, yeah. like, you can't fuck with me mentality. But then, right, right, right. You know, he gave his 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 money to Christ. You feel me? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but, so to speak, so to speak, so to speak. Right. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Besides that, let me ask you, Wavy. Personally, what can yeah. you like think about Uncle Sam? Like pointing right at you, Wavy. <laughs> what can you do to change the narrative in Connecticut? Oh man, I don't know. Um, cause John, like. I feel like I'm more on the path of like John Mayer than I am annoyed. Facts. Annoyed from annoyed from where is he? New Britain or Bristol? Something Somewhere like around the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And John Mayer's from like Field or Greenwich or something like that in the South. Facts. And like people don't really know. I didn't even know he was from Connecticut for the longest time. And you guys know Me too. Santano. Yeah, he's he, he went, went to, to he went to my school. He I went know. To my, yeah, I, know. Like a, I didn't, I didn't even know that. I actually found that out a couple of days ago. I was talking yeah. about him, my boy. Yeah. Me too. I, I just mm-hmm. learned that. And I was like, what the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. I feel like, honestly, <laughs> this stuff probably isn't like the answer you guys are looking for, but I think <laughs> it'd be cool because I think Connecticut's awesome. It's really expensive, but it's beautiful. I love the Northeast. I love the seasons and everything. And I would mm-hmm. totally live up here permanently. So I feel like I, people always say Connecticut's boring. The only thing I feel like I would really do differently for Connecticut is be like, I think it's tight. I think it's pretty and it's calm. It's relaxing. Um, and it's got good seasons. So no, nah, no, nah, I'm bro. I, I'm team wavy, bro. I'm with you on that, cause bro. Yes, sir. Bad, I'm, this is a bad con- connotation on Connecticut, bro. I'm yeah. not gonna hold you. If it wasn't for the pricing and the housing pricing, bro, yeah, I would right. definitely live here like Absolutely. for a good while, bro. I feel yeah. like this is the Connecticut is a place where you know once you're retired, you could you, yes. know, you know build family, blah blah blah. But like yeah. other than that, bro, especially like so like bro, please whoever's listening to this podcast, bro. Please visit North Connecticut, bro. It's beautiful. Yes. yes. Please. Yep. Like, I have a ton of farms and everything in my town. Like, I used to work on a farm and like mow lawns and just, I live in the woods. Like, I'm looking out my window right now and it's just my woods. 
I just love that sort of like solitude. Um, and I think I could probably live in a city at some point in my life, you know, but I definitely, definitely couldn't live there forever just because I like quiet and the peace and the nature. Facts. Facts. It's, it's very humbling. Um, you said it best yourself in one of your songs. You said the, um, the best time of the year. I think something about the East Coast, the you should come to the East Coast. Yeah. In the summer is the best time of the year, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, was it warmer colors or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Boom. It was warmer yeah. colors. Um, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, that's 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 definitely true, and I, I like how how strong and firm you're standing on Connecticut, because that's that's what we want to get at at the end of the day. Yeah. That you know we have culture too, and you know we should we should be we should be respected. Like, yeah. come on now. Um, what else was I trying to get out? Um, dang, what was I gonna say? Forgot. But besides that, Wavy, um, what exactly you mentioned? Okay, farms. Let me ask yeah. you a real weird ass question. Yeah. What was your favorite farm animal? My favorite farm animal. Well, okay, so I worked on like a like a like a fruit farm, not like a cattle farm. Oh but, my gosh! Okay. No, I, no, it's t- <laughs> but if I were to say my favorite farm animal, I probably like I don't know if this counts, but a duck. I always wanted a duck. Is that like a farm animal? Like they're on farms sometimes, right? I, I, I guess so. I've, All right. Some people eat ducks, so they have to be farmed, right? Yeah, I, I have. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was camping, and this kid. I was like camping. I go camping with my family every year. I was camping and this dude, the best chef I've ever met in my life. This kid, um, he lives in Rochester, New York, but we go camping upstate New York and we always like, we've been at this place for a long time and we've grown up with these kids from some wild kids from like, like the city in New York, like right around Buffalo area sort of. Yeah. And, uh, this dude is like really, really good cook. He never uses a recipe or thermometers or anything like that. He just like cooks stuff. He made this like por- pork loin over the fire once and like just over a fire for eight hours and it oh. fell off the bone. Like he didn't look oh. at anything. I was like, how the hell did you do this? But he gave me duck once and it was fire. I'll eat anything that that kid makes. He's really, really good at cooking. Yo, hold up, Don. Before you go. Wavy, I think we might follow like one of the a, a, the same meme accounts. Did you see that one meme where like the meat fell off the bone and then he, the, his boy was like, "Yo," um, he said like lick it or something. Like that. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but I peeped. I think we follow one of the same few meme accounts. Probably, I yeah. I like memes a lot. <laughs> but yo, so... but dog, go off, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we. We, we touch base on you networking with other artists to kind of uplift them and help them with their music. But I want to ask you, um, when you reach a certain level of, uh, of music, would you sign artists under you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would totally do that. I'm sure. Like, I have this little thing. <laughs> I, I realize that when I'm uploading my music, like, to, you know, like, distributors to then go to, like, Spotify, Apple Music, you have, a, there's, like, a little slot for record label, and I'm obviously not sign or anything. I just decided that I'm just going to put Lava Lamp Studios, which is going to be my little record label for myself from now on. I just made it. Mm. And I'm, it looks kind of sick with like apparel. I started making a logo, but and that's probably what I, I would just like to continue that. Kind of like a lyrical lemonade thing with Cole Bennett, where mm. like he kind of started off as like a joke sort of thing, but then he was like, fuck it, let's just run with this along with it. But yeah, I definitely would do that. But honestly, like I haven't really had a good experience networking um, with people because anytime I've gone places, like I went to little TJ and I was opening for him at the Webster theater. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And like, you guys heard my music, like that's not necessarily the type of stuff that you would like, <laughs> open for little TJ with, you know? So I yeah. was really nervous before that. And, um, and before, like, I had to be there really early before he got there. And, you know, all the artists, all the openers were there just, like, chilling. And they, like, I was not, I did not feel welcomed at all. There was, like, a bunch of dudes all talking and everything like that. But everybody who's, like, a small artist just feels like they always think that they're the next Drake, from what I have experienced. Like, especially, um, like, just especially people that, I don't even know. Like it's, it's just like, you can see somebody, you know, like you see a guy walk in and you're just like, I know that you're going to give me a fucking hard time right now. Cause I'm just like there to have fun and like <laughs> chill. But then there's certain people with just the way they hold themselves and their posture. Just like, all right. So I know that you think that you are 
it was just like a mentality you got to have, but you also got to be like nice to <laughs> to others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, whenever I've talked to people about stuff, like whenever I've taught other artists and everything, I feel like they're just like really cold and sort of like hyper competitive where it's like, all right, we're both kind of not doing anything right now though. Like we, like we both got a thousand monthly listeners on, on Spotify. So mm-hmm. like get off your high horse, dude. <laughs> No, why, no, why, why, why is why do they have that persona why do you think they have that um you know ideology that the way they, I, you know yeah i think it's because you kind of like you have to to an extent you have to be confident in yourself and you have to be like all right i know i have skill and i know that i can make it i know that i can be the next drake but some people just take it to the to the level where like they i don't know they just don't really have anything to back it up but i think they maybe have some boys that hype them up or something, or like an uncle who says that they're his manager. Dude, so many, so many times there's like a there's a dude who's like, I'm his man, like, what's up? I'm his manager. And it's like, what the fuck do you need managing? What do you manage? Yo, yo. No, because like there's nothing you're managing, bro. No, because wavy, you're spitty facts. It's so wild though, because it's like for me, like I said, I'm a penny pincher. So I feel like anything like that just pulls away from money that I need from anything. And if I got to yeah. pay a manager or pay anything like that, it's like, fuck it. I can do this by myself because I'm it's none facts. of us are that popping right now. That's why we're all in the same boat. Facts. Yeah. Wavy, I agree. Um, there's there's some parts of where people get at where like, oh, you don't really need a manager. Like a music mentor, sure. That's yeah. dope. But like... Even if that mentor, if that manager saying, "Oh, like I know you're not making out, but in the future, you know, I'm gonna get X amount of cut." Right. They're not really there for you. They're just, you know, they're right. just there for. Come on and now. What you but, say about the mentor too is a good point because that is like, that's what I've been kind of looking for is someone who's like, "Oh, hey, I kind of know these ropes. Like, this is moves that you should consider making. Or here are your options right now. This is what you should do." You don't have to, but you should do them. Like I feel like people like that are very helpful. But a lot, of, like what you're saying, a lot of the people who quote unquote manage these like people with like really small artists, they're just in it so that the first gig that they get, the manager can be like, "Oh, like I'm I'm taking some of that. Thank you very much." Jeez, bro. And they also yeah, want bro. to put management in their bio. You know, everybody you always see like management and they tag the profiles, and then you try and DM this dude with two thousand followers. And there's no response. It's like talk about management. Oh, come on, you're eating it's, mac and cheese and watching cartoons right now. It's, no, it's really, it's really corny because, uh, like, you are on wavy. Like, you're going to, like, you're going to venues. You know, you're, you're getting, you're, you're getting booked, and you're doing it like all by yourself, right? And there's these other people. You really try to get them out. You DM them. They literally look at the message and like, like, okay, at least say okay. DM my manager who has less followers than me, who probably still won't get back to me, get back to you. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, come on. And there's people who really post their music. And then hour later after posting, be like, wow, you guys are really not going to listen to my music. That's crazy. I thought that's what your manager was for. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's so many people too that they'll hit me up and like, I don't want to be like the people I'm talking about, but the only thing that like people hit me up with like, Hey, Let's do some music. Yo, get on my track. Yo, like, and I'll like click out, I'll click on their profile and I don't really give a fuck if they have no listeners or they have a ton of listeners. If I don't see that they're like, if, if sometimes it's a dude who's just got like one black post and then one like weird photo and then another black <laughs> post sandwich, you know, so there's three posts and it looks like ominous and stuff. It's like, bro, you're not doing anything with three posts on your Instagram. Like you have to fucking try and then Mm -hmm. I will, we can link up. But if I don't see anything, like if I don't see anything promising about you actually trying and promoting yourself and everything, like why would I want to work with you? No matter, no matter like where you're at. Cause some people, some people will be like, Oh, like I don't have any, no one's listening to me or, you know, like I don't have this or that. And then I'll check out the Instagram and I'm like, dude, you know, how, how are people supposed to know you? You're not doing anything, you know? And like, that's just kind of the cold, hard truth. Cause I don't even, I hate social media. I would have deleted it years ago if I wasn't doing this, but like, I've realized this is a, a necessary tool. And no, I was like, yeah, you need it, bro. You definitely need it to enhance your uh, career. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, bro. I, I think back to um, artists back then, back in the nineties who were popping, like people like, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. maybe the Beatles, like mm-hmm. they. I always wonder, like, how did they 
uh, go off with their career without social media? Like, what was that platform that mm, they were using? Yeah. Like, was, you guys ever think about that? Like, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that, and I also saw something recently that was really interesting. So, I think a lot of those people they just do like gigs and stuff, and then there would be a lot of traveling promoters or something that'd be like, "Oh, you're dope!" Like, I work for Columbia Records, you know, something like that, and they would just like screw them on a record deal. <laughs> but um, it was I don't I, honestly though I don't know. I feel like the age between social media and like the Beatles, you know, like, like you're saying like the '90s, that that part seemed weird because I was like the introduction of the internet. Mm-hmm. where you like would submit to blogs but mm-hmm. like i don't know that that's weird but um i saw something recently that was explaining why um there's like so many copycat sort of music out right now and it's because back in the day um record labels would take a risk on a band that was like they thought were really good and talented and they would come out with something weird and the record label was like i don't know man and then the band was like come on like it's good let's put this out and they put it out and then they could sell, they could sell like physical records, like a shitload of records. And then that would give them more like capital to really like move around and stuff and sign new artists and everything. But nowadays with sh- digital streaming, you just don't make record labels can't make as much money. So that's why um, like artists and everything now are so much such big personas because they make mu- record labels are like, all right, you're going to be this way. And uh, this is going to be your personality and this is how we're going to make some money because they can't sell like vinyl records for $25, you know? Facts. <laughs> That's crazy. That is insane. And yeah, other other ways people would have to do it in the past. I think like usually like um, pass out CDs or yeah. ship, ship whatever into like a package to hope, hope somebody sees it, um, all that type of stuff. Um, even people like who had like side jobs, like who worked at like, well, like fast food would slip it into someone's bag. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but let me ask you, Wavy, um, going away from, from that, if you could possibly feature of one big artist, uh-huh. right? Like it could be your inspiration role models. Like who would yeah. that be? Oh, brother. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I mean, Paul McCartney would be would be crazy. Okay. Paul McCartney, but I feel like if I... That would just be cool, but I think if I were to make a song that I really liked and that I think would just be genuinely really good, it would either be Mac DeMarco, who's like this indie artist. Um, I'm really, really into him right now, but he's just, I feel like we have a very similar style. Or if I was going to be going like, like a rap song, I would probably do... Um, Mac Miller, if he was alive, or Childish Gambino. Mm. Wow, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Childish Gambino. I'm, I'm currently Dude. watching Atlanta right now, so oh, dope. yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So I, the, he's definitely very talented with his acting and musical career. So absolutely, yeah, so dope. He's the one artist that, like, I can listen to his album. My favorite album of all time is, uh, because the internet by him. Mm. that's oh, yeah. where every time i listen to it i know every single word to every single song and wow. every time i listen to it i will still pick something out where it's like oh my god that was wordplay i haven't even heard before like it's just because like you you glaze over it and then you'll the song will be stuck in your head and you're like saying the lines in your head or something like that and then you're like oh my god wait like that was a word that was a play on words i didn't even recognize it was insane <laughs> Nah, um gambino's very nasty um yeah He's always been and he's always been a great writer. Like, you know, he, yes. his his big break wasn't really in music first. It was I think writing right, for, yeah, comedy um, stuff too. Yeah, comedy. So he really knows what to do with his words. So let me ask you, besides, yeah. um, what's your favorite song? Not not on Gambino's album though, like just yeah. a song in general. Like I know that's very hard to choose. Yeah. But as of right now, like as of right now, right now, I would say my favorite song is Rolled Up by Benny Sings and Mac DeMarco. It's like okay. a super, like, I feel like it's just like a sonically pleasing song. Like, it just, you put it on and you're just, like, it just chills you out. You said sonically pleasing. Wow. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like, it's kind of like a brain massage. Like, that's what I, that's what I think of it as. Hey, brain massage. Right. <laughs> what, hey, what month do you think that's coming out? I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to be able to finish it up. What day is it today? May 2nd. I think I'll be able to finish it up within the week or two. And then I'll upload it to my distributor and oh, have it wow. sit for a month. So it'll, cause yeah, sit there for a month. So then it can, 
um, possibly get selected. Because like when you do that, you select a song that you say like this is this is my favorite song on this album. Okay. And then you and then you submit it to Spotify so that they can um, like look at it and be like it'll fit on one of their editorial playlists. Like you know those ones where it'll be like it'll be like a gym playlist or something like that that they make and they, and it comes up on your feed or something like that. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. wow, your distributor is doing that for you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So that's the cool part is that. Um, Spotify actually does that. So as long as you have it submitted, um, like a month before the release date, you go to Spotify. Once Spotify sees that you have a song, uh, you have an album or something uploaded, then you choose one song and a real person allegedly listens to it and says like, all right, this is, this is the real deal or it's not. And then you also have like a little, like a 200 character paragraph that you write. That's supposed to be that's like four sentences that's supposed to be like, like captivating by them. And then, yeah, then you can actually get put on one with like, I don't know, like a hundred thousand people listening, which is insane. So that's like, I really, I'm really hoping I get that. Cause I know some people that get lucky with that. They get a song on it and it just blows up. Like it's like 500,000 streams or something. That's, that's really dope. Um, especially mm-hmm. like, I like, I like how people do the whole writing of like of a, of a track or, or a project or just a, a bio as well. It's like, wow, like people are actually putting descriptive words to a person and a yeah. song. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> so, you know, Mr. Wavy, you know, we, as we were talking to you, I guess get a sense of, you know, your excitement. You know, when we're asking you these questions, you know, you have a lot to talk about. And I, yeah. I'm happy because, you know, it just means that you're doing something, uh, especially doing what you love, uh, making music, producing music. But I want to ask, what's one thing that you're proud of in your musical career? My whole music. I'm sorry, cut up. Like one thing I'm proud of in my yeah, musical. Yeah. So career. what's what is one thing that you are most proud of in your musical career? Oh man, I don't know. Little TJ was tight. That was fun, and I, I'm pretty. I would say I'm just proud of that because I'm. I was proud of myself just for like having the balls to do that because obviously, like I said, I'm not the type of music that would open up for little TJ and I'm not the character. Like I am not like, like I'm just a little weird white kid with a mustache. And, <laughs> I <feel> you. <laughs> and I was so nervous cause I was like, people are not coming to listen to this music. And I was super fucking nervous, but it ended up getting received really well. So I think that that might be the moment I'm most proud of. Yeah. I'm not. I, I agree. And you know what's crazy? Your response, I'm gonna bring the artist back up again, but your response reminded me of an interview I was watching with um Lil Dicky. And he said the same, it's the almost the same exact thing you just said. Um yeah, yeah because he made a song. I forgot, dang, I forgot the name of the song, but he made a song with Snoop Dogg. Professional like he, rapper. Yes, bro. He oh felt, yeah. Yeah, he felt as if he felt as if not a lot of people were gonna get a good response, but like with when he had the co-sign with Snoop Dogg. People loved him, bro. Mm. Like people loved him. He just was just so lyrical, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, bro, like, like look at this, a white boy. He can't rap." And what? Bro, yeah, he dude, was. He's, he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. He's tough. I, I a lot of respect to to him. I yeah. just you know I, I bring him up a lot because he just it just goes to show like especially like all all the white artists or all the white rappers, so to speak. Yeah. If you feel like you cannot rap, bro, Lil Dicky could do it. You could do it. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. Literally. Big yeah. Facts. Like, yeah, like he's like a little scrawny Jewish dude from right. where, like I don't even know who he's I from. think Rich, I think Richmond, Virginia, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, I freaking love Lil Dicky. Um, awesome. Did you watch Dave? I you know what? I actually did not watch Dave yet. It's I'm, really, I'm really on it. It's really entertaining, dude. Word. It's I it's know a, my has come up which is really cool like it's literally just like a small artist on the rise and it's really funny it's really entertaining and it's really well written that i i I need to watch that because i mean i've i've watched i've been listening to little dicky since middle school bro really um yeah no that i was like when he would just rap about him not getting a girl and then like a, a chad's like fat cock or something like that <laughs> like 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 but now nah, i haven't watched it yet just because like i don't have cable so like i, yeah. I do like streaming and shit like that and i use other yeah. people's accounts here and there well i'm just not i'm just being lazy with it but yeah no nah, definitely it's on hulu you said yeah hulu yeah Oh yeah, I definitely need to watch that. But yeah, Lil Dicky is definitely top five. Um Lil Dicky, Jack Harlow, Young Gravy. Ooh. Um 
definitely got to throw Mac Miller up, up there, and I'm gonna throw Logic up there in the mix just because he's biracial. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. You're not, you're not, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not gonna put, whoa, you're not gonna put, you're not gonna put Eminem. That's OD. Eminem, but uh, 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 Eminem's black for me, uh, in my opinion, bro. That's OD. <laughs> Eminem's too black. I've never liked. Eminem's music. I mean, I've messed with Eminem's music a little bit, but like, I have some friends who are super into it. I just didn't really like. I don't know. This didn't do it for me. Jack Harlow is nice though. Dude, I've been listening to him for like the past year or two, and it was so dope that what's popping blew up because his his little release before where he had like I don't know if you ever heard heard the song Warsaw by him, but that's I think it's like his best song. It's so good. Nah, see, it's crazy. I think his best song is um. Uh, what's that? What's that player from the Miami Heat? What's his name? Tyler Hero. Oh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you like that one? Best song. I think yeah, it's the best song too. Yeah, both of he's yeah he's just good, dude. I really like him. Big facts. Um, Wavy, we're coming to an end. Let me ask you a few more questions, and then I'm gonna let you go, bro. So, yo, what's the rest of 2020 looking like? What's your vision for the rest of this year? Um, honestly, I'm just trying to get as many gigs as possible. I made some goals for myself at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not even close to those. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully I can have a little like, you know, backdoor, little backdoor good end, good end of the year. Cause we're almost like we're at May already, which is insane. Um, but honestly, I'm just trying to just grow and get experience playing live and really just have fun. And I don't really know. Like that's, I guess that's kind of it. I just want to just take advantage of maybe stuff opening back up again because I really miss playing and I've been having fun for the past couple gigs that we've been doing. Facts. Governor, Governor Nettie, he's saying right. some things are about to open up pretty soon. So get ready, y'all. Do you guys feel like that's a smart move on his part? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't really see why it wouldn't be. I think cases are going down and everything and people just kind of are itching to get back to normal like people i feel like people are doing it regardless so yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like drinking underage like like it's like you know those moms that say like i know you're gonna do it so you might as well just do it at my house yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like that's kind of like where we're at now where it's like, uh, I, I, like I know you're gonna start going out this summer so you might as well just like pay sales tax at a restaurant so we get the sales tax you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah nah i totally respect that ned's just trying to do it for the business and come on everyone everyone needs it like even though we're thinking oh you sure it's the right time and subconsciously it's like yes it's the right time come on let's go let's just do it i feel like i i hit a wall like i was really doing fine with like quarantine in the world and everything up until like the very end of winter beginning of spring and i was like damn i have no motivation if this summer is like the same way with not really seeing people like I'm gonna be bummed, and I, I that was sort of like a like a dark cloud feeling, you know, where I was like, shoot, like if this actually isn't close to the end, like that'll blow. Nah, so I feel you. Like it was like a sort of a breath of fresh air that people are opening stuff up again. Yeah, we. I think Connecticut, we don't get that much days of sunlight compared to other places. Mm-hmm. I think average eighty days a year. So wow, like that winter time is definitely that that down. You know, I oh yeah, understand that. Hundred percent, for sure, for sure. Now I want to ask you one last question, my man. Um, yeah, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, oh brother. So I'll be twenty six, and I feel like uh, when I I feel like I would probably be maybe just getting off tour and going back to a humble abode somewhere in the woods, making some music for a while um hopefully doing some other like business endeavors like you know like starting a business for something because i feel like once i once music begins to be good and everything i also want to do some other business stuff and like start brands and all that which would be fun um so that that maybe maybe i'll do like maybe i'll have like one of my biggest shows under my belt then and maybe like a really big show then um yeah hopefully just kind of like in the heyday of my career at the point where people like me and they but it's also like they're not thinking i'm a fraud or something you know like i'm at the point where it's like all right he's valid like next time he comes out everyone's gonna be next time he like drops everyone's gonna be listening but um 
it's not the thing where it's kind of like Lil Nas X where everyone's like, oh, there's one hit wonder. Like, let's see if he's actually good or not. I kind of hope to be like in a spot where it's almost like Big Sean where it's like, I don't even remember his come up, but he's just always been goaded for me. I feel like, you know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of shied down from the spotlight, but he just got some good bangers. Though. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely yeah. recently. Yeah. I feel like recently he's kind of I guess that was a pretty bad analogy because he's had a worse. I was talking about like, I feel like I never remembered him like on the come up and then he was just doing songs like Lil Wayne or something. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I th- Not Big, def- Sean, Big Sean's tough though. He's tough. He's tough. Yeah, he, he is. is tough. He got that co-sign from Kanye and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember anything be- before that either. It was just this kid from Detroit. Yeah. And then, and then he um, just like blew up. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess he had that. You see, he, he hid the secret sauce so well. He's part of that society too, bro. That's right. Yo, thank you guys for listening. Um, Wavy, you're such a breath of fresh air, bro. Thank you for talking to us today on this fine afternoon. We really appreciate it. If you guys are still tuning in, thank you for listening off of the Anchor app. We really appreciate you as well. Um, you already know what this is. Melodic Mondays, every Monday at 8 p.m. This was Kosh. Yes, sir. 3D in the house. All right. Thank you, yeah, Wavy. Thanks for having me, guys.